listening to Season 3, Episode 9. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. This week I am... I've recorded so many episodes the last few days and I have a few more scheduled, so I'm going to try to at least get three episodes out this week, possibly more. I'm going to do my very best. Thank you so much to those of you who took the time to let me know about this solo episode that was the episode 8. It's so out of my comfort zone to record a solo episode, but something I've been wanting to do since I first launched a podcast. I mean, it's taken me three seasons and a bit, but yeah, thank you so much for the feedback. I will try to do more with more practical advice as we go forward. It might not make a regular occurrence, but I will try to at least fit a couple in each season. Do let me know as well who you want to hear from on the podcast so I can make sure to invite them as well as guests and also what you want to hear. Maybe you don't want to hear just about wholesale. Maybe you want to hear about other business things as well. Let me know. This week I'm super excited for this episode. Actually I'm excited for all of my episodes but today's guest is Nicola from Oklahoma in Manchester and this is one of the shops that keeps coming up when I keep when I ask you guys who you want to hear from so I'm really really thankful and grateful to Nicola for taking the time to come on the podcast she did so with very short notice and also we recorded quite late to sort of fit around having to homeschool and run a business and do all of it so thank you very much for coming on the show We speak about things like how we all need to rely on each other. You know, the whole supply chain is important during this time. So, you know, if we're finding it tough, chances are further down the line, people are also finding it tough. So we need to all support each other to keep going through this time. There is a little bit of background noise that I wasn't able to edit out. And for some reason, my voice is sounding really robotic at some places in the um, podcast so I'm very sorry about that but I hope that you enjoy this episode and if you do remember to tag me I'm at small underscore business underscore collaborative over on Instagram I love seeing what you're up to while you are listening so do please share and I hope that you enjoy this episode thank you very much for listening Hello, Nicola. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. Hi. Hi, Teresa. I would love for you to introduce what you do and what your business is a little bit. Um, We've just got a gift shop in Manchester City Centre in the Northern Quarter. um, And we sell giftware, really. Very colourful, pretty packed shop. um, Lots of jewellery, a few little bits of clothing, maybe the odd scarf. Loads of sort of crazy Mexican stuff, very candles just a massive mishmash if you go on our instagram account you'll get a very good idea of the sort of thing that we do i always ask my audience and people in my facebook group and that sort of thing who they want to hear from and you've been mentioned quite a few times (laughs) which i haven't told you (laughs) it's quite nice i think quite a few people that listen to the podcast really admire your store oh great thanks well we've been doing it a long time now you know so a bit of an old hat at it all well, you you also don't know this, you won't remember this, but I, when I first started in the industry, when I went on my first like sales trip around the country, I visited your shop. Oh gosh, yeah. That was probably 11 years ago, like 12, 10 years ago maybe. Yeah, because I think we've been in the premises we're in now about 16 years and then I was in the previous premises for about three. So all in all, it's been about 26 years, something like that. Long time. Wow. The industry would have changed massively in that time. I can remember when we used to do checks. When I used to do the banking, it was mainly cash. And then we'd have maybe a third would be checks. And we'd have to list all the checks on the back of the paying in slips. And now it's nearly all credit cards. You know, nobody, even not that much cash like they used to be, you know. And... uh, and I can also remember how the margins were much more healthy. And equally from like the birds and stuff, you know, you would sell without everything would just be a little bit easier, I think, in terms of like the volumes and stuff you would sell. In the early days, I didn't have so much, I couldn't 
you know, I wasn't selling as much. So I would have to do mm. much smaller orders, which often meant that people either didn't give you that much attention or you'd have to pay high postage or ordering from abroad yeah. was just almost not really worth doing, you know, because you'd, you'd place a small order and people would just say, well, you know, 80 pounds to send to the UK. Well, that's the end of that order. You know, you just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't, it's not like we've got a chain of shops, but at least now I can order in a slightly bigger volume than what we originally used to in the early days. So I feel like I've got a bit more buying power in that respect. So I can sometimes negotiate a bit of a discount, you know, which it's never much, but it's better than nothing. I also think that people know your shop now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When you're doing it, you don't realise sometimes, you know, it's a bit like people have feelings about the shop and I sometimes I don't realise that they do, you know, you forget. I forget that I've got customers who I remember when they were coming in the pram at one year old with their mother and now they're coming in with their mates at 19 and and I've seen them grow up literally and that's a bit weird but then I'm not on the shop floor as much as I used to be but then at Christmas I often am and then I see my regulars you know like there's some people who turn up just at Christmas and at Valentine's some guys you know who rock up and and I'm like their personal shopper. That's kind of nice because some of them have been coming for years, so that's always good fun. Yeah, was was having a shop always a dream, or or why did you start the shop? Um, well, I was in London. I was trying to get into styling in magazines at the time, and that was an L decoration was massive. And I got I managed to get work experience at quite a few of the magazines, and it was kind of um, all the photographers were male. All the stylists were women. Thai food was just becoming super trendy, like, you know. And um, yeah. all the photographers were getting paid a stack and the, all the stylists weren't getting paid much. And I was sort of asked to sort out the fabric cupboard or help on a shoot and stuff like that. And I worked at about three different magazines and I just, I don't know, I could see that it could be a nice job to do, but I just love going around the shops. They used to get me to go to shops and see stuff for shoots and then I'd have to get it sent to different places and I remember I went to Cap Kidston when she had her first shop and I loved her first shop it was so amazing and I got chatting to her and she was really nice and my boyfriend lived in Manchester and I was coming to Manchester quite a lot and the Hacienda and was here and Dry Bar was here and Manchester was just a really cool city and I just loved it straight away I felt really there was just more space and it wasn't as busy and it wasn't as competitive and it was a bit more rough and ready and I just really liked it it was very creative so that's when I decided to move to Manchester and I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do my boyfriend was an artist at the time and said well why don't you think about opening up a shop you know you love going to nice shops and meeting interesting people who own them so that's what we did we just found a premises on a three-month lease in Manchester kind of and uh, opened it. it took about a year to get properly open and it was kind of more, amazing uh, it was more furniture and homeware then really and less the little bits and pieces that we have more now but that's what started to sell better so it sort of made the business go in that direction if you know what I mean but yeah that's where it all started and what the, how has business been during this time because you have such a big shop and so many stuff things how do you replicate that online well i mean you don't really that's the problem you know we we struggled to stay up we stayed open until we were told we had to close and it just got quieter and quieter going up to mother's day we were trying to get the sales for mother's day you know before we had to shut and we've been shut ever since really so we have got the website and the websites yeah I mean thank god I have got it actually and we've been doing it for over five years now and we've learned a lot you know in that process and we're still really learning I still feel like we're really in the early stages of even figuring out online to be honest but I feel like is that because your attention has always been more on the brick and mortar yeah I mean it's just been really difficult because I feel like I kind of have a grip on Manchester and what people like and want to buy in Manchester. And, you know, we're well known in this city. And so I feel quite confident when I'm buying for the shop because I think, yeah, that will sell. Yeah, that price point is right. And then people will say, oh, this is really popular, Nicola. And I'll be like, that's not going to sell in Manchester. No one's going to pay that for it. You know, you might sell it in London or down south, but in Manchester, that's just not going to sell. So I sort of know I'm confident in, in, in how the shop is and that's fine. But then with a website, I was kind of thinking, well, who are my customers and where are they based? And, you know, and in one way that was really exciting because I thought, wow, I could access, you know, London and Paris and other, other cities and, you know, I could reach different customers. But at the same time, I 
I knew that I couldn't really replicate the shop online. And so I was thought, well, how can I even get that across? So that has been really tricky. And because I've been running the shop side of things as well, you know, I was not able to be really creatively involved as I might have liked with the website. But actually lockdown's been great because I've not had the shop to worry about. So I'm not doing a rotor. I'm not doing any of it, any of it. You know, I'm not up getting the loo unblocked or sorting out the lighting or the blooming, whatever I have to do for a physical space. Someone being ill and then having to scramble to have yeah. enough people. And so I've been sort of really looking at the website much more. And plus also thinking, well, I really do need to because, you know, what if, you know, most of our sales are going to have to be online, or at least they are at the moment, all our sales are online. So, yeah, so in one way, it's been good because I've actually been able to put the time in to focus a bit more on the website. I am feeling kind of sad about the shop, you know, I'm not letting myself think about it, but it's just, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we'll be able to open in about three weeks. I hope so too. I, uh, I'm... I, I mean, I try to spend day positive, but I'm so bored of lockdown. Yeah, I mean, and my worry is I'm getting emails coming through now saying, um, you know, this is how the businesses are preparing for reopening uh, in the retail sector. And then, you know, Instaprint is sending me emails with all this signage and labelling and, you know, sneeze screens for the tills and weird things, you know, and stickers, stickers to go on the floor, you know, stay three metres apart and just so much, so much stuff to do with the space. And I've got friends who have cafes who have turned them into shops who are open at the moment. And, you know, they have one person, they're allowed one person in at a time and they have hand sanitizer station where they have to, people have to sanitize when they get come in and when they leave. And it just all sounds like a bit of a nightmare. And I'm thinking, well, I've got to be realistic about this. You know, we're probably going to have to have a waiting bench outside the shop. We're probably going to have to say, I mean, we're waiting for obviously government guidelines, but then what's the case? You know, am I allowed, is it so many people per square meter that I'm allowed in the shop? So I have to know my area and I've got to think about staff and I'm going to have to get floor vinyls to tell people to stay so many meters apart. And I'm going to have to think about, are they going to walk around the shop in a route? So they're going to follow a certain route, you know, so I'll, I'll turn yeah. into tiger or something, you know, or I hear a, you cannot go this way. Um, but, you know, that's what I'm thinking about. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, it's just going to be crazy. But I'm sure once... I think that will be the beginning. But I think people are very understanding. And they're going to just appreciate being able to go to a physical store. I, I hope so. But I think because none... Of, I don't know when all the restaurants and cafes and pubs and all that will be allowed to open. You know, without those being open, which is the main kind of thing that goes on in my area. and. I don't know if the Arndale will be open or not, which is like the big shopping centre, you know, because that's very enclosed. Maybe they won't allow that to open. But then, yeah. And what will happen you know, if, if all the cafes and restaurants are closed and there'll be no tourism, which, again, you know, Manchester's a big tourist city. I think we might open, but I just dread to think what our takings are going to be like, you know. Well, I wonder, I mean, that could go a couple of different ways, I suppose, because all the people... Like all the people in the UK that would normally go abroad in the summer holidays, they are going to be staying in the UK instead if there's no travel. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, actually. That's not about making me feel better. <laughs> I would go, you know, if if that's what we'll end up doing, then we'll probably go in the UK, you know, to various places. There's loads of places in the UK that I would love to visit that haven't been or I've only been there for work and you don't really see it. I think people are going to be scared though. I hope, I don't know what it is, but I feel like as lockdown continues, it's almost like everyone's kind of shrinking and getting used to this slightly more isolated, paranoid way of being. And I just hope that, I think it might take a while for people to get confident. You know, it's like for me, I'm thinking, oh yeah, would I kind of just go for a drive and visit Bristol or mm -hmm. something right now you know once we're out of lockdown and I, I still think I wouldn't I'm just you know it's that sense of not wanting sense of wanting to feel safe you know I, I think it'll take a while for people to kind of start feeling safe even just to come back into town and feel relaxed 
but maybe the younger people won't. We've got quite a good young customer base. I'm hoping that the younger people just, you know, younger won't be able to control themselves. I'll be like, sod that. I'm going out. I'm going down, you know. It's a plus side if they have to queue everywhere because they get to break from their parents. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's difficult, but I do think that every retailer is going to have to think about how they're going to open up safely when they're allowed to open again. And that is so, like... It's so out of the norm, but I also think that independent retailers are going to come out hopefully stronger once it's past this because I think people are going to crave human interaction. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we've we definitely been giving a real personal service to people. You know, I think yeah, they, they're kind of they're sending us messages on the internet, messages they want to send to people when they send out goods, and I think they're really they're missing the things that they used to like doing, and often that is mm-hmm. coming to the independence shops, yeah. you know, the actual physical spaces that they loved. They're missing, yeah. they're wanting, it's not that, um, yeah, yeah, they want to support us, but I think they almost want to feel like they're still visiting. And so yeah. the only way they f- can feel that is by buying online. So that's good. But we're having to do, you know, we're not doing any paid marketing. Is that because of a budget that you don't want to spend that? Or what, what are having? Well, I just think, you know, in the past, when we had the website, yeah. we've paid to do stuff on Facebook and Instagram, and it adds up really, really quickly. And you know, when your margins aren't particularly high, because we're not manufacturing or anything like that, you know, you can very quickly see all your profit just disappear, and in fact, even lose money. So we've kind of trying to take a different tack where we're looking at doing a lot on Instagram and on Facebook, and doing a lot of Mailchimp's if we can which, you know, we are doing at the moment. And it definitely does help. But, you know, sometimes you can feel like you, because you're not paying money to be visible, mm. it, you know, it does affect things. Like I've been wondering whether it's worth trying to do an advert for the website recently on Facebook and we might try it and see what happens. Because I think... I heard from like someone I know that is like a Facebook ads expert and, and a few people that actually it's easier to almost be seen and it's you know if you do paid for adverts now because the really big guys are not doing as many because some of them have had shut. yeah they'll still charge the money they won't they i mean it's it's i, I mean I, I'm, yeah i don't know i i just heard from someone that it's actually it's what people want to see i think the reality for me though is i've got a shop full of stock and i can't sell all that online and i've still got to pay for a lot of that stock and I owe a lot of money for that stock. So, you know, I've got staff to pay wages for. Um, at the moment, that's getting, you know, supplemented by the government. But I don't know how long mm. that'll last. And then I've got all my other costs. You know, I've got my electricity, I've got my gas, I've got my rent. I've got, you know, there's various things that we have to pay for. And I just don't know how tricky things are going to be when we reopen. It might be a really bad 12 months and Christmas could be, you know, I'm sure we can sell stuff online, but, you know, the you know, <laughs> We're never going to be able to list everything in our shop on the website. And I don't even want to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think in a way, spending too much money when you've got other things you need to pay for is difficult. It's a balancing act. It's a cash flow balancing act, isn't it? It is. And cash is king, isn't it? <laughs> so do you think that, you know, with that in mind, with us not knowing how Christmas will be, do you think that will change what you order for when you do open up again? Um, I mean, the truth is... I've. I was being a bit more careful anyway this year and I'm really got to go, well, I owe this much money for stock that I already have. So until I've paid off a lot of that, I can't really be going out and doing lots of lovely orders because if I haven't paid for the mm. stuff I've got and haven't sold it. I've got to be careful. And honestly, I don't know how busy we're going to be. So my plan is I'll open, I'll make the best of what I have, which at the minute is lots of great stock still. I'll look at the key mm-hmm. things that I know I need to have in, like cards, possibly a bit of jewellery. The things that I know are like bread and butter lines that will sell. Probably do some plants and some plant pots and stuff like that with it being hopefully spring, summer, or at least summer when we get open. And then I'm going to keep a yeah. real tight ship. You know, I'm just not going to be – I'm going to be maybe slightly under-ordering. Um, I'm being very careful about what I order. I'm really trying to push the stuff that I have with good display and just, you know, just do little top-ups, little top-ups. And then by September, maybe I'll have a clearer idea of what the deal is, you know. Are, is it, are we having to have people queuing outside or has it relaxed and have we got, you know, normal customers coming through the shop? If that's the case, you know, I'll still be a little bit cautious at Christmas, going into Christmas, 
but still really focusing on keeping the website as strong as possible because I still think the habit of lockdown might people are going to be buying more and more online and I'm not so sure they'll just suddenly stop doing that you know it's even things like if you were going to the supermarket to buy food and now you're on a cardo you might not go back to going to the supermarket do you know what I mean you might go well actually ordering online for food has been brilliant I always wondered and now I've done it and it's pretty easy and they've pretty much got me by the short and curlies now you know they're telling me what I need to be ordering every week I'm not going to bother going to the supermarket corona's still out there could be the same with people coming they might come in less and just shop online more so I'm going to be still really trying to put as much energy as I can into the website and hope you know yeah that we'll see the sales healthily online over Christmas that might supplement what we're not doing in the shop so do you think that when you do buy for Christmas then you will go for things that you know you can sell both online and offline instead of having things that you mainly sell in the shop well I mean I can't this is a tricky one because our business model online is is kind of much more niche than our shop and that's one of the things that I've come to figure out really in terms of you know there's the things I really really love that's why I opened the shop in the first place that I've always sold and that's more the sort of stuff we're doing online and then on the website and the shop I sell all of that as well but then we also do a lot of other stuff that I still like, but that's kind of in a lot of other shops and in a lot of other websites. You know, it's not that unusual. Uh, we sell a lot of it in the shop, but I'm just not that bothered about selling it online, actually. It doesn't give me any, you've got to be unique, really. Yeah. You're independent on the internet. If you're selling what everyone else is selling, I'm just not so sure anymore. I don't know. That's kind of, we were doing some stuff that I know other people were doing, and it's just so competitive and it didn't feel that exciting. So I'm kind of trying to take a different tact a bit with the website. So, you know, there's going to be plenty of stuff in the shop that we'll never put online, I think. Although maybe I'll change my mind if the shop starts doing, if Christmas is really terrible. But well, you, and you I don't know. So, stock, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, we only have what, we have 800 lines on the website, which actually feels like quite a lot. But in comparison to shop, quite a lot. Yeah, in comparison to shop, it's absolutely nothing. And, you know, if I only had those lines in the shop, the shop would look pretty empty. So yeah. I can never replicate. I can't, you know, I think the website is the essence of Oklahoma. You know, that's how I see it. And then Oklahoma is more a physical assault on the senses of just stuff, you know. And we've got all yeah. the gorgeous, colourful stuff. And then we've got just loads of other great gifty things that are just, um, and good value stuff as well. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. It's That's the thing. It's just taking a day at a time, isn't it, really? Have you seen anything selling in particularly well online now during this time? Um, I mean, we're doing, you know, more of the summary stuff, stuff for the garden, you know, a few bits and pieces for the garden is doing good. Um, but I think as well, stuff that really makes people think of Oklahoma for us has been popular. You know, yeah. people have been wanting to just remember the shop. So just all the really colourful stuff for us. And actually, I think a lot of our sales are still people in Manchester because it's obviously the shop they love. And so that's why they've been coming on the site. So, yeah, it's kind of bright, colourful stuff, really. That You know, maybe some of that we sell slightly less of at Christmas in the shop. You know, it's all like we do a lot of enamelware, sort of trays and plates and mats to put yeah. in the garden or in the house and all that sort of stuff's been doing all right. Yeah, so just bits and pieces. Mm. And uh, how have your suppliers been in contact with you or have you spoken to any of them? A lot have been in contact. A lot of them have those automated emails chasing money, which drive me mad. I'm constantly getting panicked, like someone's going to take me to court and then I realise, oh no, it's just zero hassling me. Uh, they ha- Nobody's been unpleasant. People have all been really understanding because we've had to stop paying for most things because we just, again, you know, I've got to wait until I know what the situation is for my cash flow because I don't have the money to pay the people that I owe and pay the wages and pay all the other overheads. And until the government money comes through and is figured out, um, and even then I'm going to have to stop. Lots of people are trying to get you to stagger money. So if you owe a thousand, they're wanting you to pay so much every month. You know, that's what they're trying to get people to do. Some are sort of trying to be a bit heavy. But then as soon as you say, well, look, this is the situation, they immediately say, oh, no, don't worry, it's fine. We're all in the same boat. So I feel like in general it's been okay, but I also have got this sense of a weight of money that I owe. And in just yeah. the whole work involved of going through it all and trying to pay it all and then also trying to figure out if I 
have to pay, you know, instalments and how that's going to work for the accounts and just all of that. It's just a nightmare. A bit tricky if everyone puts you on instalments because it gets so confusing. Yeah, because part of me thinks I'll just pay the small independents, then I'll work my way up to the people. But then I think the larger companies are also really struggling too. So, and a lot of them, I a lot of them will say, "Look, you owe us a thousand. Just give us two hundred. And the minute I'm saying sorry, but no, but soon I probably will have to go. Well, yeah, okay. I'll just have to figure it out. You know, I don't want. We're all got to sort of just try and keep each other afloat, haven't we? And um, yeah, otherwise we have no suppliers or stockists. You know, we have to keep trying to work together yeah i mean i know they were talking about these digital trade fairs and things like that going forward you know and I've noticed, yeah, what do you think of that? i noticed it's been a couple of sites that are kind of like truva but a bit more for um wholesale and um i mean i really like to meet people face to face and i like to physically see products whenever i order stuff that i haven't seen i'll often find that i'll order 10 things and two i'll be like oh god why did i order that it's too big it's too small it's gross when i see it it's naff you know it looks horrible it looked good in the picture i Mm. really like to chat to suppliers and see products it'll be difficult to be to do buying if i can't um but i'll just have to deal with it if i can't to be honest i did i've only ever missed one trade fair which is when i just had a baby and that was weird because you know It's the only time I ever missed going to the trade fairs. And I I remember finding it a little bit more tricky, but I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll just have to um, be a little bit, have a little bit more faith. Well, I mean, I've had some people have said that, you know, they they don't know if they can, because some of the trade shows has all been moved to like the same two weeks in September. And some people said that, you know, I can't afford to go to all of them at once. Yeah, and I suppose for suppliers, they've got to, how can they afford the stands and stuff like that at the moment? Yeah. I, and some of them have already paid, you know, deposits for shows that has been cancelled. So they're trying to get those money back. It's all tricky and it's all a challenge for everyone, I think. Maybe the trade shows will often offer, they might do some mega deals, you know, because it, the thing is without, you know, they're going to also be struggling because you know, people aren't going to the trade shows, you know. Yeah, God, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, it, it just goes, you know, you can go further and further and further down the kind of chain and it's it's going to have a knock-on effect on everyone, yeah. I think. And then there's things like the supply chain because I'm thinking, you, you know, some of the people I'm dealing with were able to get things from sort of India or China or Mexico or Peru, wherever they were getting stuff. But they're also saying, well, we don't know how long we're going to be able to get things and already we're having trouble so then i'm thinking well Mm. if what we're dealing with now hits some of these other countries in a few months then i'm not going to be able to get the stock that i need you know when i need it um and and neither are the wholesalers i suppose so you know that's the other thing you know i mean you've just got to so i'm trying to sort of for certain things that i know i really 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 need trying to think well maybe i'll try and get an order in while I know there's still stock there, you know. But of course, yeah. it's not Christmas volume, so who knows, who knows. There'll always be something yeah. available from somewhere to sell is the truth, so I'm sure. Of course, there's a lot of brilliant UK suppliers that make and produce in the UK that I'm sure you can find stuff from. It's just... I mean, we do sell a lot from UK suppliers, but then we also, you know, we've always done stuff from... A lot of sort of South American countries, some stuff from India, you know, most of it's fairly traded, but uh, at least, you know, that I know for definite is a lot of it is, but I just don't know how that supply chain is going to be affected. But that is, uh, and that is kind of part of the bits that makes Oklahoma so unique, you know, with with kind of that eclectic mix of things from various places. I think the thing is as well, the one thing that gives me some comfort is I know we're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat, you know, to some extent. So, you know, it's not just like, oh, I'm closed or I'm not making any money in the shop and everybody else is. It's like, well, everyone's in the same situation. And so and we're all figuring it out together in a way. Absolutely. I think that's the important bit. Has has any of your suppliers sort of offered you lower minimum orders or less carriage pay? Everyone's saying lower minimum, particularly some of the bigger companies are... Some are having sales, 
yeah. I've noticed. But to be honest, if people are trying to sell me stuff at the minute, I'm not really even looking at the emails, you know. Yeah. I think Sunny Life, who I do a bit of stuff with, I'm getting a lot off them, for example, and they're offering discount. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm not opening the emails because I just think, I mean, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just not going to buy anything. So there's the odd company who I know I really would like to order off. But even then, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying stock, really. I might top up on. Well, if you have such a big shop, you have so much stock. I think some smaller shops might not sit on as much stock, and then they might need some card top ups and stuff. But like, yeah, but you know, I mean, who are they selling the cards to? You know, how much can you make selling cards online? I mean, do you know what I mean? It's just it's an, you know, unless you're a massive website doing nothing but cards. I mean, I tell you, I've noticed some brilliant card designs coming out just for lockdown you know some really good ones Um, and I did think oh imagine selling those online but again you know we've tried doing smaller items like that and it can be a lot of labor for almost no money and so I just think there comes a point where you've got to pick and choose what you spend your time doing haven't you so do you think that the what suppliers is there no point for them to reach out to like you or do you think that it's good to know what's happening i think that and this is what i feel but i have no idea if it's right i think i think maybe there are some people making a lot of money online at the moment a lot um and therefore people are still going to be buying stuff because they're selling you know and so i'm sure that some of those emails are going to people who are definitely selling stuff um you know i'm still we are selling stuff online, nothing like we did what we would do in the shop, but we are selling stuff. But obviously, I've got to figure out postage and packaging, and I can't have the staff being in contact with each other. Um, and so all of that's very tricky. Postage is also much more tricky. And, oh, God, I forgot what I was saying now. Yes, so, yeah, so with the emails from the suppliers, uh, you know, there will be the odd thing I might order that I've sold out of online you know, that I will be considering ordering, but it's few and far between because I've still got other stuff that I think I can sell. And the truth is I'd rather add online the stuff that I have in the shop rather than go and buy more stock, you know? Yeah. Because if I do open and we have a really tricky, I think we have to presume that the net, that the rest of this year is going to be extremely difficult for anybody trying to make money in a bricks and mortar store. Simple as that. And so, you know, that's just our reality. And of course, I'm selling stuff online, but it's nothing like what I did in the shop. And, you know, let's just say I do half of what we used to do when we were not possibly even less than that. You know, how am I going to manage to keep the staff if the government stopped paying the wages? So, you know, I, I'm going to try. Yeah, because you're still going to have rent. All of that. And the problem is I've spoken to my landlords and they're like, no problem. We'll pause your rent, and, you know, until lockdown's over. But I'm still going to owe that money. It's not like... You know, it's not like they're saying to me, oh, yeah, Nicola, we'll just let you off three months' rent. You know, I kind of tried it on. I was like, oh, well, maybe, couldn't you? Uh," You know, but that's just not going to happen. So all that's happening is... Yeah, I've heard a few landlords have, but I think that's very rare. Most of them are deferring it until the end of the year. So then what happens if Christmas is not great? I mean, and it's not going to be great. There's just no way. Oh, well, maybe if you have a massive site that's set up online or... You know, and some people are going to definitely be the winners for sure. I mean, I'm sure Netflix is absolutely making billions of pounds, you know, because everyone's watching Netflix and they're definitely a winner. And anybody who likes Zoom are probably making, you know, everyone's on Zoom. And there's definitely people that are, you know, anyone that manages to sell plants and seeds and things for the people's gardens online are clearly doing really well. I mean, they're sold out everywhere. I couldn't get seeds a few weeks ago. And I have heard about, I've spoken to quite a few independent brands and some of them are seeing like sales like Christmas time through their sites. Yeah, I do think that online has definitely increased. Like I think we Mm. are selling more now than we were before lockdown. But I wouldn't Mm. say it's like Christmas. I mean... No, no, but then you have the brick and mortar. These are maybe smaller brands that, you know, supply shops, plus they do their own online sales and their online sales are, you know, really yes, high. Yeah, because I think they're going to go, people can't go into the shops to buy stuff anymore. So they're buying directly probably mm. from them and they might have seen their sales triple. But obviously as a retailer, 
we the online was kind of like secondary at that at this point in time to the physical shop do you think you would still consider new brands this year or are you going to stick with the suppliers and try mm-hmm. to sort of stick with the um, kind of safer options I guess with things you know sell well I mean I had I've still got some orders that I placed in January and February that we haven't taken so the first thing mm. I'm going to do once we start to run low is have a look at all of those orders and decide if they were a bit too spring summery and maybe not get them or um, if there's still things we definitely want to do I'm going to be as soon as I start buying it'll just be thinking about Christmas to be honest and what mm. will sell at Christmas, you know, and the buying that I do in September for Christmas is often a bit different to what I do in spring, summer, you know, so be more games and more books and you know, more, you know, obvious Christmas gifty stuff. Although we don't do so much of that sort of stuff online at the moment. Oh, games are selling really well. Like I think game sales are up 200%. Yeah, yeah. But this is where- So maybe that's something to list. Yes, yes, I'm sure. But I think, again, that's lockdown, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it is lockdown. But, I mean, if you have them- then you might as well yeah, sell. Yeah, games and craft kits. and But then, you know- the, Craft kits are going to be popular. Yeah. The other problem is, though, that- you know, for me, I can go, oh, well, I'll sell games then. Oh, I'll sell craft kits then. But then that has to be photographed. It has to, the copy has to be written. It has to be put on the site. It has to be marketed. I have to have the stock. You know, am I going to go out and buy a load of games that I don't already have with money that I don't have and then try and list it and copy it and put it out? And, you know, and then I've also got kids that I'm homeschooling, you know, three, three and a half days a week. I'm with the kids all day. So I'm not doing any work. And so then you can start to feel like your head's going to fall off and you start to feel stressed and like, I'm not making enough money and everyone else is selling games and, oh my God, why aren't I selling plants? And you just drive yourself crazy, you know? Yeah, no, you can't do that. You need to just do continue to do the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You've got to go just for a minute, you know, what was I doing before all of this? And what yeah. was my trajectory and what do I want to continue doing? And also... I, I want to see my spend time with my family and also just handle being in lockdown, to be honest. Ah. Because, you know, that in itself is, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm handling it fine. Uh, but then I think, well, maybe I'm not. <laughs> you know, like today I just thought, I can't, I can't teach my children anything. I'm not doing anything homeschooling at all. I can't do it. Uh, it was so stressful the other day. I'm just going to go out for a bike ride and avoid people, <laughs> you know, and try and feel a bit better. And that, and we had a really nice day, but I didn't teach them, you know, I didn't follow any of the school curriculum that we're supposed to be doing, or I just forgot it. I was like, forget I don't it. I think that matters. Like, some, how old are your children? Eight and ten. I mean, the school aren't giving us any pressure, and we don't have to. But yeah. you know, my ten-year-old is supposed to be starting. You know, he's only got one year left, and you know, there's maths and there's English and there's verbal reasoning and all these other stuff that he has and he's got his exams you know supposed to be taking exams for the next school and all of that so it's yeah but I'm I'm just not worrying about it not worrying about there's no point I don't think you can I mean like I think one teacher on our local Facebook group someone said like hey don't stress out about it in school the way we get you know kids children in particular maybe not teenagers to learn is by you know, kind of encourage them through like life scenarios. They can learn maths in other ways than sitting with a math book. Yeah, no, yeah. That sort of thing. But I think that's the thing. It's like, it's easy to forget. You know, I, one minute I'm thinking, yeah, I need to change my business. I need to sort this out and try and put this online and that. I'm like, I've got a skeleton staff. They, my staff are also in the same situation as me. You know, they're either not going out of the house, they're in lockdown, or I'm having to ask them to go out of the house, which is also tricky, you know. And mm. I've only got so much time I can do stuff. And so, you know, it's also not, um, it's not a normal time that we're living in. And so there comes a point where you have to go, I can only do what I can do. And then I've just got to not worry about it, actually, and just wait and see what happens. And so just take it a day at a time, really. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm trying to think ahead a bit, like I'm thinking I need to do a stock take before we open because we've been moving stuff from all over the place to just put it on the website, you know. So I'm going to have to do Mm. that. I need to clean the shop because it's a bit of a mess. I've got to redo all the windows and there's just like loads of stuff we have to do. And I'm trying to think about that and plus all the things I'm going to have to put in place for the social distancing when we open. Mm. But then I also want to be able to just go in the garden and, you know, relax. And I want to enjoy this time, actually, because this might be the only time that I 
haven't got a shop to run around you know it's a lot of work yeah. having a physical shop so when it's closed then it's kind of nice that I for the you know the first time in what like 16 years I haven't got to think about having a physical bricks and mortar shop that's actually only closes three days of the year yeah it's a little bit more freedom with your time even if you have to put work in you it can be at different times I suppose yeah. it doesn't have to be during business shop opening hours yeah I mean I I don't won't look back on this particularly and feel like it was a really bad time you know I definitely have seen my spent a lot of time with my children I've definitely been able to creatively focus on the website more which has been really nice I've done loads of gardening which has been really really nice you know so it's but I do feel like it's starting to really go on a bit long now you know yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I, I feel the same. I think that it's not, in a way, it's maybe what people needed. You know, we're always too busy to do things. Like, I am loving, like, I'm not, I downloaded TikTok for the first time during this time. And I, I just love the fact that, like, teenagers are le- doing little dances with their parents. Like, and actually posting on social media is kind of like strange where teenagers think it's fun and cool to post videos online with their parents, especially dancing. You know, it's a good time. Yeah, I'd like to get it, but I just think if I do, my son's going to be absolutely all over it like a rash. It's, I mean, they're already obsessed with Fortnite. You know, like they've gone from having, you know, not much on anything like that at all to probably getting about four hours a day playing yeah. um, on their iPads, you know, but it's the only way they can chat to their mates because they play yeah. with their friends. So it's their, it's becoming their way of socialising because they're not seeing their friends. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't stop them from doing it, although I have to cap it to some extent. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. We're all on screens a lot at the moment, I think. You know, I'm on my phone a lot just because I'm constantly answering questions on Instagram because we're also selling a bit on Instagram, you know, just by putting pictures up. Yeah, of course, because you do have a quite a good, fo- like, big following on Instagram. And we do, although I wonder how much Instagram let, you know, how many people get to see it, you know, because it's one of those, isn't it? If you haven't liked being re- something recently, it doesn't necessarily show up in your feed these days, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Is that something that you have always managed or is that usually, like, uh, is that um, something that you're doing now? Whenever I tried to manage something like that, I just never kind of got to grips with it. And so I, I often I'll have a member of staff who's creative and I can tell takes good pictures or they might have a, their own Instagram feed, which is kind of good. In fact, the girl who does yeah. our social media now was an Instagram account that we used to follow and we liked it. She didn't have many followers at the time. We were like, oh, she's got a really cute feed and it's really colourful and her pictures are lovely. Yeah. And um, we kind of got chatting to her over Instagram and then about two years later we employed her. So she does two days a week for me now and she does Instagram and Facebook and she takes the images. Uh, and then we, Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, and then we feed her content from the website as well. But I've had, you know... Before her, there was another person. Then before her, there was another person. So I've, I've, I've ended up, I've kind of decided that it's important, social media, for it to be good and, you know, yeah. to put the time and the money into it. And I have to say I'm pretty glad now that I've been plugging away at it for about the last, what, four or five years because we've got, it's a way to communicate with customers when we're not open. So that, and also to sell over Instagram. It's hard to judge exactly how that, how well that does, but you know, I can see sometimes we'll pull a post up and then we'll sell something a few hours later, you know, so. Yeah, I love the, like, once, you know, like the things that you did today, you put things up that you don't have on the website, like the dinosaur necklaces and earrings and stuff. Yeah, well, we started to do stories a bit more. Um, I just think it's maybe a different audience from the stories to the feed. And Katie, my assistant manager, she's really good at doing stories and she's good at doing um, polls and things like that, you know. Yeah. So they're really good fun. Um, And it's just, it's also trying to keep the staff being creative when we're not open. The one, you know, she'll do the odd story for me, you know, or, but I feel like most of my staff have just kind of disappeared. You know, they're all off either with their parents or you know, we're trying to sort of stay communicating sometimes, but that feels kind of sad. You know, that community is sort of dissipated. We should probably have a Zoom sort of staff meeting, actually. That might be really good fun, actually, if we did that. Well, I saw online someone today, and we've done this with our friends where, like, um, 
someone I know, she had a pub quiz with, like, I think she does it weekly for her staff where they have a Zoom pub quiz. That would be a really good idea. Well, like some sort of game. We've done that with friends too. And it's worked. We're kind of all taking turns hosting it. And some people, you know, I mean, it started with me. I I did kind of lane slide thing. But like now people are really on it. (laughs) Yeah, I might do that actually. I feel a bit bad because the longer it goes on, it's almost like with it even ever my staff, you know, they've just kind of, but it's just so difficult again, because you're balancing children, you're balancing a business, you're Mm. trying to just relax and have some time for yourself. And even actually phoning friends and things like that, you know, even phoning my parents, I feel like I, at first I felt like I was doing it more, but now Mm. I think it's also that kind of, as lockdown goes on and on and on, you fall into this weird sort of routine, I feel like, you know, where I'm watching something on on Netflix late, late at night and then I'm getting up and I'm homeschooling, food, doing the washing, trying to work and then going, you know, and it's like this kind of weird groundhog day a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit, I find that it's really hard to know what day of the week it is. I have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Like every day is a little bit the same. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going out that much. Um, but when I do, then I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually really happening. You know, this is, this is you know, it's just so quiet out there. It's so weird being in the northern quarter where the shop is because there's just nobody around. It's yeah. so quiet. They've been doing all the roads. They've done the road brand new in front of the shop, which is brilliant. We've got this brand spanking new road, which would have made an absolute terrible noise and mess and dust and disrupted trade but they've gone and done it when we're not open so I'm thinking well that's good so they're painting all the roads that's and really good. yeah but <laughs> it is it is very very strange very strange well I I think we could just play by day to day or week by week and and do our best yeah yeah well let's just keep our fingers crossed that you know retail at least could be open in three to four weeks I'm hoping I'm hoping and that you know slowly slowly restrictions are reduced and let's just hope October November and December people go oh my god let's get out and let's have a party and let's spend some money and then you know maybe maybe we live in hope (laughs) yeah well and also spend that money in independent retailers not in the big Yeah, and also just try and have the confidence if they can when we are allowed to come out and figure out how to queue and go into shops actually try and experience being back in physical spaces again i do i mean i i I am so looking forward to just even if it's just my local gift shop like i just can't wait Like I've been following her, they've been renovating the shop. I'm just yeah. like waiting. Yeah. I don't care if I have to sit outside for half an hour, I'll do that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've been dying to buy a coffee. Just like to oh, just yes. go and get a coffee. And there's a place, yeah. one place on Tib Street near us, which is actually got a little hatch. And I can see people are kind of queuing outside, waiting for the takeaways. And I went the other day to try and get one, but it was closed at three o'clock. I was like, no. Oh, no. Even the simple idea of going and buying a takeaway coffee from a little independent hatch um, was just like the biggest and most amazing treat. It almost made me feel like I wanted to cry. And that's when I realized actually maybe it is affecting me more than I realized that I, you know, that I could just literally cry when I get myself a little coffee from somewhere. Because the Northern Court is such a great, vibrant place, you know, and it's just so sad yeah. at the moment. Um, people scuttling around with masks on. But um, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it is very sad. But I, I yeah, I, I, I believe that people will return. I, I, I just have to believe that because... I mean, otherwise, it would, I just can't comprehend what would happen if people don't. I think in a year's time, hopefully, in a year's time, if there'll be a vaccine, let's hope and pray. And let's hope that if you've got it once, you maybe can't get it again or you're a lot less likely to get it again. And I think there might be people still wearing masks a bit more, maybe, particularly if you were older. But hopefully, you know, hopefully this will be a weird dream from the past that's half a, half a good dream and half a bit of a weird, trippy nightmare you know, that we, and it will, you know, but yeah. I mean, it, uh, it's hopefully, it's a tough time, but it, it hopefully it's not, you know, something that will keep happening. And I think it's really important. I am aware of all the good things that have come out of it. 
you know, oh, absolutely. There's definitely 50% of it has actually enabled me to put my time into other things that I never mm-hmm. thought I would have as much time to put in. So that is great. And I'm actually really, really thankful for that. And I just don't want to make sure that when we do reopen, that I don't lose some of those things, you know, when we reopen and I don't just go straight back into and I think a lot of people are going to feel like that actually there is a Mm -hmm. chance to say you know I always wanted to have time in my garden I always wanted to put time real time into actually gardening a lot more and I never really have been able to and I've been doing about three three hours four hours a day just going out going outside and doing it and uh, I just want to make sure that when we reopen that next spring I can at least do that a couple of times a week and I'll be really angry if I don't you know and we, we start to play chess more with the kids and things like that, that I've always wanted to do and trying to listen to classical music with them give them a little bit of classical education and um, yeah and, you know and um, and also I don't want to I want to make sure that I still put a lot of more time into the website than what I was able to do so yes yeah it's it's I'm, it's all good it is. We have to say that. I mean, no, we don't have to say that. But I mean, I think it helps us to think like that. Yes. And things could be a lot worse. That's Well, and I think for some people, the truth is they are a lot worse. And that's what I always come back to. You know, I mean, we're getting grants from the government. You know, I've got a roof over my head. So I feel lucky in that respect, actually. Yeah, there is some people that have it a lot worse, and I think... It's going to be a lot of very lonely... It's remembering what we're thankful and grateful for and all those things. Yes. <laughs> it's a nice reminder, I suppose, this whole thing that, you know, that we get to spend more time together, we get to be outside more or, you know, at home outside more. But, yeah. I um so before I let kind of let you go, could you share with us like where people could buy from you and connect with you? Well, I mean, follow us on Instagram because then you can always see what we're up to. Um, watch our stories because sometimes. What's your go, Instagram handle? Um, it's Oklahoma, which is like the state in America. Um, Oklahoma MCR for Manchester, so it's at Oklahoma MCR, and we're on Facebook as well. We tend to kind of duplicate a little bit on Facebook what we do on Instagram. But Instagram, you can really get, get to see what we are up to and what we're talking about and what we're selling, you know, and how we're approaching mm. it really from all angles. And then the website is okla, okla.co.uk. So, yeah, and I, I'm really proud of the website. I feel like it's really starting to be how I want it to be. There's still a work in progress and there's still a lot to do, but I'm feeling that it's kind of starting to be where I want it to be a bit more. So that's all good. That's brilliant. Well, I hope that everyone listening goes and have a little browse. Yeah, and then when they come up to visit Manchester and uh, they can come in the shop as well. <laughs> yes, yes, one day. definitely. Actual visits. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, the northerners, as soon as you are allowed out of your homes. <laughs> yes, but yeah thank you so much and it's been lovely to chat thank you so much for coming on the show my pleasure thanks ever so much thank you so much for tuning in i hope that you enjoyed my chat with nicola go and give them a follow if you don't follow them already oklahoma is such a brilliant eclectic and vibrant gift shop and if you do go to Manchester remember to pop that on your must visit list. I will be back in the next few days or so with another episode. Of course if you don't want to miss out on them do subscribe over on Apple iTunes or uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever podcast provider you are using and if you have a moment please also take the time to rate and review us as that really helps others discover this podcast as well. Thank you so much and I hope to see you in a few days.